Yo, T Dog, how are you doing, bro? I'm um, chewing pretty heavily over here. I might be able to pick some of that, that up on mic. I'm uh, down in Haribo gummy bears, like their dinner. They might be boy dinner tonight, actually. Don't tell me that you're still eating Halloween candy. Why do you have those? I like to have a little, a few gummy bears in the house for hosting. Something special about when you walk in a friend's house and then they immediately supply you with a little bowl of gummy bears just to refresh the palate. This happened to me last weekend. I went to a friend's house and they pulled out the Haribos. And <laughs> since then, I've stocked my pantry with them just in the off chance. A friendly neighbor swings by. Wow. I'll be there in 30 minutes. I love how... Um, All the red ones will be how, eaten. Like, yeah. You also seem like the kind of guy to like experiment with a gummy bear garnish on a cocktail. Like a whiskey sour with a little green gummy bear sitting on top of the foam. Mm. Just lounging. A gummy bear would make a good garnish. The challenge is you have to serve them whole. Because if you said that this cocktail has like shredded or minced gummy bear on it 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 feels a little bit impersonal a little insensitive that's true it's kind of like when you order like a bucket of chicken wings it's like how many chickens did this come from you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like a bunch of chickens where's where's the rest of this bucket Mm -hmm. even if you get two drumsticks it's like they could be from different chickens (laughs) you kind of just assume that they kill one chicken and put both drumsticks in your bucket, but that's not the case. You're getting a unique drumstick from every every drumstick is a unique chicken. And that other drumstick or the other drumstick from the the matching drumstick, I should say, from when you're eating could be in a different country. Like it could have come from one factory, but then shipped to across the border. And now somebody in like Montana's sharing a chicken with you all the way in Canada. Oh, wow. Dude, you're right. If you actually take every part of the chicken after it explodes and we're able to <laughs> like pull it up on the Find My app, you'd be zooming out to satellite level to see all the different pieces. It's probably, you got probably a piece of chicken in every continent. Mm-hmm, totally. And you know what's crazy to think about, Ty? I, I swear to God, I've said this on this podcast already. But did you know that there's 28 billion chickens on Earth? Mm-hmm. There's a you lot know of that, chickens. I told you, <laughs> dude. Crazy. It's crazy. But like, I, I that fact is usually followed up by with some sort of fact about how many chickens Costco sells a day, which I also know mm. to be an absurd number. Mm-hmm. They yeah they they force you to buy too many chickens. Nobody needs to buy more than one chicken at a time, unless you have a family of ten. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Costco sells 106 million chickens a year, which breaks down to an average of 506 chickens per store per day. 506 or 106? 500. Huh. So 500 chickens leaves every single Costco store every single day. There's numerous Costcos in Vancouver area. So Vancouver alone is eating thousands of Costco or thousands of chickens just from Costco. (laughs) Think about like the mass genocide. I don't want this to become a a PETA podcast, but the genocide of chickens to supply that demand is incredible. (laughs) PETA. (laughs) 
pizza. Do you know how many I chickens can't. are sold at Costco every day? <laughs> That's a really good impression. Thank you. It makes me think, with its 44,000 locations and counting, how many chickens Subway is burning through? How many birds? Yeah, way too many. That's for sure. But I think this like statistic is a little bit misleading because... Is it counting only the full rotisserie chicken before it is exploded? Or are they counting the pack of 20 chicken breasts that you can also buy? And is like, how many chicken breasts equals one chicken? You know, because they come with two stock. Mm -hmm. But the total mass of the chicken is how many breasts, right? Are we talking about just grams? Eric asked this question a lot. How many breasts? How many grams? I can only Eric, focus I'll on look- two things at once, Ty. <laughs> I can tell I can resolve this little issue you're having plain and simple because the Wikipedia fact that I just read to you supplied the type of chicken we're talking about. And we're simply talking about, Eric, rotisserie chickens. We're not getting into the bits and bops that are cut, diced, packed, assorted, and sold to you on the shelves. Right. I did hear that the rotisserie chicken was a good deal and the save on foods rotisserie chicken also cracks. I used to make mm-hmm. those. That was my job tie. I used to make the rotisserie chicken that everyone loves. I'm the creator. Wait, you did you made <laughs> yeah, the dude. rotisserie chicken? The grocery store. Rot- okay. Hold up. <laughs> how, how do you make a rotisserie store grocery chicken grocery store chicken? Do you just, you get the whole bird raw show up and you, you powder that guy with the spices and yeah and pop that's it in the oven what, what I'm, I'm pretty sure you just like put some salt on it and that's it and you just stick a metal pipe through its through its bottom up through mm-hmm. its neck <laughs> and then you do that about 10 more times on the same metal rod and then it just cooks for like eight hours hmm it's, it's really simple and it's so good and then they have like a rosemary lemon one you just pop in a half lemon and it's in its butt, you just boof half a lemon and then mm. a couple of sticks of rosemary and you're good to go. Damn. In that oh. gat. In that, yeah. <laughs> so you oh, damn it. So you, you, you entered you're 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 a professional at entering chickens. And they also <laughs> enter you quite a bit as well, I hear. Through yeah, your mouth. It's a symbiotic course. relationship. Hmm. What a what a crazy Crazy cycle of life. First, you what? What came first, I the chicken or the Eric? Uh, sounds like you were <clears throat> the Eric you are today was built on the chickens that got impaled before you. Absolutely sodomized. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Ty. Let's let's continue where we left off and mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about <laughs> Craig's in Los Angeles. Mm, right eric's trip to los angeles part two so many so many tales to unpack so many parts i feel like i've dominated this podcast for the last four or five episodes with my stories but Mm -hmm. it's almost eric's tales (laughs) so you went to craig's los angeles known paparazzi hotspot not sure if any celebrities are there but you're rolling up and you almost have a blue check on instagram almost this podcast has a virtual, I guess, like imaginary blue check. <laughs> we have an application sitting in Instagram's inbox. If that counts for anything. Absolutely. If anyone has a contact at Meta, let us know. But mm-hmm. yeah, I went to Craig's and 
I'm a little bit like confused by this place because everyone told me to go. Like everyone was like, oh, you must go check out Craig's. It's a must dine in Los Angeles. And then I look at it on Google. It says a celebrity hotspot. And outside there's like paparazzi and like three bouncers. Like, what's, what's going on here? Like this place must be the place to be and be seen, you know? So I make the rezzo. Um, no thanks to Shane at Amex. I did it myself. <laughs> But I roll up in there and I don't I don't think I see anyone famous. I mean, like the average Instagram follower count is probably like a million. And I just have no idea who these people mm-hmm. are. The net worth in the room is billions and billions of dollars. And I had no idea, but just seemed like a normal family restaurant with like a robust menu that spanned across all like genres of food. Like mm-hmm. my evaluation of it was that it was Joe Forte's meets Pepino's meets Cactus Club. It's like the perfect a, trifecta mm-hmm. of those three restaurants. That's a very good evaluation of it, Eric. Well done. Thank you. And you've been, so you validate that as correct. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's kind of like going to a potluck, you know, you're like, maybe I want some spring rolls and I want, um, to touch some cheesecake at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. So that was actually the hardest part about ordering there because we were like, do we go seafood and then get like a little branzino? And then I was thinking about getting the chipino as well. Maybe mm-hmm. some oysters to start. Just go full seafood route. But then mm-hmm. like last minute as the waitress was coming by, I said, you know what? Scratch that. We're getting the ribs and the chicken parm. <laughs> That's a that's a really good combo, dude. You're gonna be carb loaded. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I was having meat sweats all night, but wow, it was worth it, man. So, I think the food is like pretty good there, and the atmosphere is like fun and cozy, and there's like an energy to it that you can't, you don't find in a lot of restaurants. But after hearing you describe your experience walking in the restaurant, I'm actually, I'm starting to think that this is just like a regular run of the mill restaurant that hires paparazzi to stand outside every night. To make it seem like important people go there. I don't know if anyone important mm. ever goes in there. I did have, when I went there, the one guy next to me at the bar said that he saw Mariah Carey come in one time. But, or was it Jennifer Lopez? Some, some they kind of look the same. <laughs> but either way, I think he might have also been a plant. Looking back now, like was he oh, a plant at the bar? And the paparazzi are plants too, all to maintain a facade that this is a celebrity hotspot? I think so. And it's not uncommon for LA people to phone restaurants in advance and tell them that a famous person will show up or for them to like call TMZ and be like, yo, I just saw this person, but it's actually them. You know what I mean? So like when they pull up, there's already photographers there. I heard this is a thing Mm. to like just get high quality eye stock, (laughs) getty images of yourself. Right, right. So that's yeah. if, the, if the media is not interested in you, you can call in a bomb threat that there will be a an A-lister rolling up to the same function so that exactly. the red carpet is ready and waiting with the cameras pointed at you when you roll up. The old switcheroo. Mm-hmm. The old switcheroo. Hmm. What an but interesting this made me, Yeah, this made me kind of like interested in the actual lore of the place. And I was like, why do people go here? 
Like, why do celebrities choose to dine here? They can dine anywhere. It's not even that expensive. Like, sure, the ribs were $70 Canadian. (laughs) But, like, for somebody who is, like, driving around in a Lamborghini truck and is, like, going to take the helicopter to LAX, like, they would, I, I could see them spending more to not be seen around normal folk or to, like, have a private room. And maybe that's what they did. Maybe there is a private room in there that I just was not, I didn't have a clear line of sight of. Mm-hmm. So who knows? You know what I mean? I'm just like, my, my head's scrambled high. Is this a, is a juice bar 2.0? Like, are, do they have the same marketing agency behind their tactics? <laughs> Dude, both juice bar and Craig's do have some <laughs> dark corners you can get lost in. So perhaps it's just about good marketing and good lighting have a lot of overlap. Wow, like, you're right. Do you think that Subway sandwich, that, that meatball on that footlong is actually good? Or do you think they just pointed the studio lighting at it in the right way to pick up that texture? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I totally get it. They have to like sp- spread the meats a little bit. You know what I mean? Pull the meats out just to mm-hmm. get the right angles. Yeah. But what I will say, Ty, is there was one table next to us, okay, a big group that had... It looked like some parents and like some kids, right? And like maybe some other people. Hmm. And then midway through the meal, these like two, like six foot five, like 250 pounds bodyguards walk in and like start mingling and like chatting up with them, shaking their hands, saying hi, and then just kind of like wander off. So I'm like, Hmm. so this table next to us has their own private security are they somebody I should know? <laughs> I had no clue who they were. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what's going on here, Ty? So taking the kids out, this could be a uh, like an owner, like related to the owner type situation. It might not be like your traditional Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, genres of people. You might you might just have like restaurateurs, which is right. So maybe the they're least hired by. Yeah, maybe they're hired by the venue, which would be Craig's. But then I would expect Craig's merchandise on them. They were wearing like a private security company's merch. Hmm, so I don't interesting. Know. Yeah, maybe maybe just some oil oil hairs or something <laughs> like that. You know, <laughs> uninteresting money. Totally. But yeah, that was that was Craig's man. That was that was all I really experienced there. I gotta say, the better meal that I had was lunch the next day. John and Vinny's mm, had a nice a little a staple. Had two different glasses of natty wine, along with a roni, and <laughs> a pizza, and a pasta, and a salad, mm-hmm. and a tiramisu, can't... and fuck, what a perfect day, you know? Gee. Yeah, dude, you can't get enough of that Zaza, eh? Dude, this, I live by the za. Um, but the, nat- the natty Eric, wine what... and... <laughs> What's that? Okay. Yeah, well, I gotta ask, why why you keep going to restaurants named after men? <laughs> like that's a lot of male first names being dropped in one one trip. Yeah, dude. Who's John? Who's Vinny? Who's Craig? You know what I mean? <laughs> Who are these dudes? Yeah, that's a good point. It's kind of like Pack when, all these uh, reservations in my phone like some sardines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pack them in this phone like some pizza slices. But you know what? When it's like when Drake raps about like random names, he's like, mm-hmm. I used to fight over monica with jason it's like who's monica and who's jason we don't know them (laughs) we don't know them curious to learn more exactly 
So you are dabbling some natural wine at J and V's. <laughs> uh, tell me more a little bit about that. What color was it? Was it orange or are the natural winemakers and creating new colors? Now you get some pur- purple wine, maybe some blue wine. Yeah, well, Ty, in the industry, we don't like to describe wines by their color anymore. You know what I mean? Feelings only. (laughs) Uh, Adjectives like juicy, chilled, the year, you know, the region. Those are more helpful, actually. We don't really deal with color. I think at this point, winemakers are only using like architectural terms to describe their bottles. They're like, this wine is like brutalist but it's got a bit of mid-century, you know, mid-century warmth. Just take the edge off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Ty. This has this has a mineral aftertaste. <laughs> I actually heard this. I actually went to a, a winery this summer that's whole shtick was they were branded their wineries after like architectural buildings around the area. And they kept drawing these parallels and they had this great quote. I'm trying to pull it up for you because you know I write everything down. Modernist architecture, a passion of ours, offers metaphor for our wine. The composition and identity grows from the essential elements, the land, climate, and people. <laughs> Keep going. Brilliant, stop. Dude. dude, that's all I got for you. That was the quote. And I thought, you're so right. They both are born from the same things the same things that make subway subway actually the land mm-hmm. climate and people wow the my uh my left brain is like super into how like wispy and metaphorical mm-hmm. that is and i just like love it i get off on that but the other side mm-hmm. is like wow like this is definitely a circle jerk <laughs> mm-hmm. of like architects and like wine snobs you know what i mean but pretty fun <laughs> I like that as well, Dude, I guess. Yeah, if you're at the center of the Venn diagram, you're like bricked up right now to this podcast. If you're in the middle of the architect and wine connoisseur bukake, then you're in for a treat. You know what I mean? For some oh, light. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> Dude, yeah. If, if you're in that in the center of that Venn diagram, like your future is looking really bright. Like you're, in, <laughs> yeah. you're at the right place at the right time right now. It's only going to get better for you. There's only going to be Absolutely. more of this. <laughs> Totally. But yeah, Ty, I've, this is like two restaurants now in a row, literally Friday and Saturday, where there was one wine on the menu that had this word in brackets, chilled. (laughs) And you know, I'm fucking going for that one. Like I can't not get the chilled red, you know, I get, I get chills when I see that word (laughs) on a menu. I have chills down my spine when the guy says, would you like some chilled red? I'm like, fuck like, yeah. Oh, no dude. way. It's chilled? I'll hop in. Yeah. It's chilled? <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. And it's my, my favorite move now is to like start with like a martini or something. And then when they take away the menus, you're kind of flying blind, right? So mm-hmm. when I ask for another drink, I say, give me a chilled red. And they immediately know exactly the wine I'm talking about. That's that's really smart move. See, I always <laughs> request for the menu to be returned to my possession, and I feel like a bit of a chump doing that because mm-hmm. I feel I like do. it's a bit neurotic, you know? Like what do you care do? You're one drink deep and the meal's almost over. You want to you want to make a late <laughs> game decision right now? Mhm. I like to memorize all potential options before they take away the menu. That way I never have to ask for it back. And then I go mm-hmm. and I just like go down the line of like what I'm wanting. You know what I mean? It's like, mm. this is the pre-drink, the pre drink, 
this is the during the meal and then this one's like a little dessert nightcap you know what i mean Mm, that's a lot to hold hold in that little head of yours how do you maintain conversation (laughs) while remembering all that i don't i just (laughs) sit there with my hands underneath my my legs and i think about my my alcoholism this is what's nice about subway eric is that it's as complicated as you want it to be you can play the run ahead game like chess and like plan your next moves for the future decisions but you can also just live in the moment fly by the seat of your pants the sandwich mm-hmm. artist will hold your hand through it one vegetable at a time <laughs> yeah, so you, yeah, yeah. You, you can be a big dummy there or you could you can be a, a mastermind like you yeah that's true and the thing about Subway as well is no decision affects later decisions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can start anywhere and end anywhere and it tastes just fine. <laughs> you know what I, I just mean? find you mean the exact same. The exact same. And um, you can't say the same thing about wine and food because if you order a steak and then you suddenly decide you want an orange wine, you you might have a meltdown and go, fuck. I can't get the orange now. I had I ordered red meat, dude. Yeah, nothing. nothing it sucks when your your flavor combinations don't match <laughs> traditionally. But I would be comfortable with that combination. I think that sounds really riveting, and like just because like the Michelin tasters, professional tasters, don't like it, doesn't mean that my palate won't. That's true. The in-house I, I bet, sommelier is like kicking himself. He's like, ah, oh, he's. Fucking tourists, man. Well, I'm sure the sommelier wouldn't like my four sauces on my foot long either, but <laughs> <laughs> the artist certainly doesn't. And I'm not mad about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that guy's name from Drivers, Drive-Ins and Dives or whatever? Dine-In, mm. Diners? Ty Ferrari? No, dude. <laughs> Guy Ferrari. Guy Ferrari. Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. What do you think he'll think of your four sauces? He'd, he'd probably be into it. He'd probably deep fry it after. Be like, fuck yeah. Dude, yeah. yeah, dude. Bro's like, ka-chow. Need to add a fifth. Get some heat in here. <laughs> <laughs> you saying, I just realized you saying Thai Ferrari just did not inch me any I'm, closer to the answer. I was like so confused by that. What the fuck? I'm surprised that you weren't anywhere to catch that. Like, I was a uh, middle of the field and you. Where, where were your where were your outer like your catchers? Mm-hmm. Yeah the the correct pronunciation of his name was throwing me. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I, I I don't know, dude. I feel like we are in a a world where it doesn't matter what you order with what. Nothing really matters. I'm eating gummy bears for dinner, and then I'm gonna like <laughs> what get the wrong wine color with my steak dinner, like. Hmm. Yeah, Be, nothing matters. You're right. Gatekeeping anything want. at this point doesn't really matter. That's true. One of the rules I used to live by, Ty, was if you're like trying different wines, you gotta start light and go dark as you as the night goes on. You know, so, just like the mm. sun. First, it's shining, white wine, <laughs> and then as it sets, you go into the oranges, and then into the reds, and then into the dark reds. And, and I'm assuming that's, that's because the, the flavor notes of the dark are so much richer and heavier that you would lose the nuance if th- of the whites if you went in the inverse direction. I believe so. I believe so. That's the same rule for beer. You start with your like light lagers and work your way up to your dark stouts. I'm curious if it would work the same with Subway sauces. Mm-hmm. 
it's probably also the same as like flying economy and then going to business and then first class. Mm. Like you can't start with flying private and then end up in economy. Like you'll kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It only goes up. All luxuries eventually become necessities. But Eric, I think, I think the situation with sauces isn't light to dark. It's light to it's white to red and all sauces fall on the white to red spectrum so just like wine so you gotta start mayo it's cream based mm-hmm. okay it's actually acidity right it's basic to acidic mm, is that is that it for wine or are you saying that's it for sauces or both um i would say just sauce <laughs> but think about it like if you start with a spicy like sriracha sauce and then you try anything else it will just taste bland but if you go in the opposite order you're just kind of building on the intensity of the flavor yeah 100 percent. imagine having the hot sauce and then treating yourself to some light mayo yeah it would cool it down but you're not getting the the lemony mustardy notes of that white mayo the egginess yeah. of it. no gone Poop. so here's how we here's how we implement this tie next time we're at subway we have to ask for a sauce flight and what we're gonna have to do every three inches switch up the sauce first mm-hmm. three inches mayo second three inches ranch third three inches maybe like some kind of vinaigrette sweet onion sauce perhaps fourth three inches spicy dude i love that you're gonna have to ask in order to order it correctly when they pull the first sauce bottle out you're gonna have to say no not hot dog hamburger today <laughs> like a spiral is that what you mean yeah i I want it i don't i don't want to go like lengthwise here Mm. width wise exactly they're gonna have to employ some really careful sleight of hand maneuvers in order to get that right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some penmanship Mm -hmm. sandwich ship (laughs) i don't know if the sandwich artist has got it in them i feel like they always have the shakes the yips <laughs> fucking that up for sure but you know what it's it's not too bad because you can just remove the top layer of veggies <laughs> that's true <laughs> you scrape it off yeah exactly it, it would be quite the uh tasting flight if you will mm-hmm. take a trip with me ty through the sauce section <laughs> speaking of trips eric uh i'm at time of publishing i will be sitting poolside in palm springs california Spending oh, a few yeah. days there, soaking up the sun like a little little plant. You are what you eat. Am I right? Mm-hmm. A little SpongeBob, yeah. SpongeBob SquarePants over there, soaking it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drying out. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna come home looking like the dried out SpongeBob, not not regular mm-hmm. OG. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be sitting poolside, calling for the server, being like, "I need it. <laughs> <laughs> I need another beer." Yeah, it's, but it's just a mezcal margarita and not a Krabby Patty. Damn. This is how I know you don't watch the show, Ty, because that episode, he was not in the ocean. He was in the atmosphere of oxygen and he was drying oh, out. He, he was in Sandy's compound. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you, can you identify every scene from every episode of every season of <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants, Eric? I wouldn't surprise if you're semi-autistic ass could do that. Mm-hmm. One podcast later. <laughs> yes, well, I, I will definitely, I plan to be dehydrated this weekend, if that's what you're saying. <laughs> Without a doubt, that is in the cards. It's so the you'll desert. be doing a, a water cleanse, and by that I mean you'll be avoiding water for the entirety of the weekend, and you'll only drinking coffee and beer. 
Yeah, dude. I have not one, but two two sixes of 818 in my Instacart right now, ready to pull the trigger. It's going to be a great weekend. Can you, you should schedule it so it like arrives at the same time as you do. Or is that the plan? That is the plan. I want to be pulling up as the same time as like a sweaty dude on a like electric bike. Wow. That's amazing. Do you know if duty free has it? Because that could be an opportunity to get save some money on it. That's a good call. <laughs> I haven't looked into that. I didn't I didn't want to deal with carrying around a bunch of bottles. You get off an airplane and you already have too much stuff. You have like the six inches you couldn't finish before you left. You have your Ramoa on the other hand, and you also have your phone out trying to get the Uber black. So mm-hmm. wait, I'm just gonna have like a tote bag filled with tequila around my shoulder. It's too much for me. Too much for me. I'll be overwhelmed. <laughs> Uh, that's true. This is exciting, man. So you, for this whole weekend, you'll be hanging out poolside. There may or may not be a poolside oyster tray that was floating around. <laughs> I can picture you in the pink flamingo floaty, and there's like a, another floaty with the oyster tray kind of like move, making its way around the pool. Dude, cruising the Airbnb selection in Palm Springs this weekend, it's remarkably difficult to find a suite or home that has a no pink flamingo floaty in in the pool that was <laughs> really? out of requirements like if they put that in there and if there's a neon sign we're out but wow lo and behold they they're almost they've almost they, the chokehold they have on the airbnb economy <laughs> is crazy mm-hmm. they're actually considered a pest by the municipality <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the flamingos are a uh, invasive species yeah. So so are the uh, Canadians. Now that I think about it, my pool that I stayed at in Palm Springs had a pink flamingo floaty as well. Just purely coincidence. Dude, I can't wait to flash forward 24 hours from now when I send you a Snapchat of a pink flamingo with crying emoji. Ah, they snuck mm-hmm. it in here. <laughs> you should just film you shooting it in the head. <laughs> Damn, can I get a gun off Instacart? Oh, probably. Just go go to Walmart. Actually, you're in the state of California. It could be difficult for you, but I guess Arizona is not far. Mm-hmm. Nevada. Yeah, we'll see what the delivery fees are. <laughs> That'd be crazy if you can get a gun delivered. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that should be like a plot of a movie. It's like you get a gun delivered and then you just shoot your driver. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. A 10 second story. Yeah, I don't know. There's some sort mm-hmm. of like no-knock warrant joke in there. I don't really know yet. I haven't found it. Mm-hmm. Totally. This is awesome. So what do you have planned out there, man? You have some dinner reservations, I'm assuming. Maybe some late night activations. What's uh, what's on the calendar for, for Big T-Dog? Yeah, well, dinner was tough to figure out, Eric. I'm a first-time listener, long time. Or- long time listener first time visitor of palm springs so and i realized that to hit some of like the most compelling restaurants you had to like actually go out of palm springs like to the desert to like some estates and stuff that's where like maybe the instagrammable most instagrammable spots are but Mm. i did peruse the michelin guide and pulled a few spots from there i think i have a table at uh, the colony club on thursday and um, I'm going to go to a very fun activation on the weekend at a restaurant called Booze Hounds, which Eric <laughs> is a one of the only restaurants <laughs> whose website homepage proudly declares that they accept pets. That's their whole oh, thing. No. We're, a, we're a bar that you can bring your dog to. 
Oh my god. Only you would find that like interesting to try. <laughs> Dude, I, I would have written it off immediately, but then it was on the first page of the Michelin Guide for Palm Springs. So I'm confused. What the hell? And I'm interested. Dude, you're, mm-hmm. so, you're gonna be ch- you're gonna be chowing down on a nice pesto bolognese or something, and you'll just be like, there'll be a nice little chihuahua at your feet, like scratching your leg. Dude, uh, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of bakers around there for sure. <laughs> what the hell? No, gotta. I'm going out with my dogs. I gotta uh, keep the take the pack to the to the pound. Yeah, dude. Afterwards, you you and the dogs are gonna go to the club and. Tear, tear the club up as well that's that's the plan my guy so we'll see how we'll see how it goes but uh, my tail's wagging i i don't know what's gonna happen but i'm very excited <laughs> my ears are folded as well and excited for you did you find a spot at bar cecil oh dude i tried but i'm not proactive enough to cop a reservation at a like reputably good spot that far in advance man because that place is right in the middle of the city as well, and it's mm-hmm. easily accessible, and it's ten out of ten. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to like roll up close to closing and see if they'll squeeze me in at the bar or something. I ha- mm-hmm. I feel like it's in the cards. It's just a matter of schmoozing the hostess, which that's one of my specialties. That's the Thai signature move: wiggle your way in. Absolutely, and um, you could even try going right at opening. Mm. And just picking the best table. <laughs> like, I'm sure they'll let you in. That is your preferred move. <laughs> Dude, the early rezzo is a game changer. Because then Bay's not too tired, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. She's got stamina to hit all the uh, after-hours spots you want to go to. Exactly. Cool, man. That sounds like a fun trip. Oh, it's going to slap. I will report back with anything that happens. I'm sure there will be some shenanigans. I do have a mini golf course in my airbnb mm-hmm. so we'll see where that goes I'm gonna, like, he's crazy <laughs> dude the way you vacation is like mind-numbing to me <laughs> the way this guy vacations man holy shit it's amazing that we find a common ground on this podcast <laughs> i know well, I think we both have an appreciation for each other's um, artistic endeavors. Absolutely. No question about that. Man, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Where where are you staying? You said an Airbnb? Yeah. Got an Airbnb for the whole set. Uh, just a few minutes outside of downtown. Gang, gang. That's right. Because you're traveling with a with the big group. Mm-hmm. That is the move with the big group, I have to admit. But there is an ace hotel there. So you should definitely sneak into their pool. Mm-hmm. I did see that. I I'm gonna be dining just down the street from them, so I'll probably swing by, check out their hotel bar scene. Hell yeah, dude. All right, sick. Well, wishing you a great trip. We should probably talk about Kanye West's trip <laughs> to Abu Dhabi. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a very fruitful, really like feet on the ground type of trip. You know what I mean? This guy's really mm-hmm feeling the earth on his feet he's, he's getting his steps in that's for sure <laughs> getting his steps in that's right kanye west goes to nobu with no shoes on and i like this a lot ty because he rapped about this uh years ago i think he said mm. i might walk in nobu with no shoes he just walked in nobu like it was whole foods 
Damn. This is premeditated then. The the picture that I saw of with Mr. Nobu himself and Mr. Mr. West, Mr. West. Only mm-hmm. one of them was wearing shoes and it was and it was not the guest. That's right. He said this in 2010, Ty. It's on the song See Me Now. Wow. Do that song? Deep cut. Yeah. That's right. This is cool, Ty, but I'm also a little bit angry because I feel like there's a double standard here. If I were to take my shoes off at a place like Nobu, I feel like I would be ushered out, probably like choked Draymond Green style and dragged out of the property. You think you think the uh, the security is going to come and grab you by your 10 little toes and pull you out? One hundred percent. He's going to he's going to get me in a leg lock and yeah, drag my ass out of there, leaving my my tabbies behind. <laughs> He'll Dude, be the tabby I don't know. swiper. Uh, that was good. I don't know. I feel like you could get away with more at a nice dining establishment like that because they don't know your net worth, so they need to proceed with caution. Whereas mm, if you say true. took your shoes and socks off at Subway, everyone is an equal in Subway. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're the richest man on earth, the most influential, or just a lonely podcaster. Like all feet mm-hmm. stink in Subway. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that at no Subway do they say at the door, no shoes, no service? The reason You're being right. tie, <laughs> reason being tied, they can't see anyway. There's a whole like counter of ingredients in front of you. I hope they can't tell what shoes you're wearing. Yeah, you're if right. Any. If it's wild. It's the wild, wild west from the waist down. The wild, <laughs> wild waist down. That's right. That's probably why the tiles are so dark. You know what I mean? So you don't, you can't see the grubby little footprints everywhere. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. And there's no mirrors. It's also like saying no shoes, no service is kind of anti-footlong if you think about it. Damn, good one. Yeah, you're right. You can't be ordering the footlong if you got no feet. Mm-hmm. It's uh, <laughs> pretty funny. That's right. Do you think a footlong is offensive to people in without legs? <laughs> like, do Damn. you think anyone's ever complained about that? Mm, it's not inclusive enough? Mm-hmm. It, it really isn't. Who's to say yeah. what is a foot? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the this is a common pitfall of the imperial measurement system tie. Mm-hmm. It's ableist. It is a bit ableist. The the whole footlong <laughs> agenda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh boy. What about the tie. six inch for guys that clock in at five? Like, <laughs> it's a bit offensive, don't you think? Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, we can end on that note, bud. <laughs> we're, we're, we're good now. I'm good. I'm just I'm just trying to think of another one. I'm like, is it against short people? But that doesn't make any sense, Ty. Why would it be Dude, against short people? <laughs> heights vertical, footlongs are horizontal. Everyone is taller than a foot. Let's just get that straight out of the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that I think that's a fact. <laughs> I think we can, I think we can all agree to we can oppress and pro racially profile or stigmatize a, a human under one foot oh wait is that a baby think fresh podcast everyone thank you for listening <laughs> ciao ciao <laughs> <laughs>